Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites Season 2, Episode 4. This is the YouTuber who crashes his plane for the likes. And we're in Act 2, and we talked about Act 1 yesterday, which was everything leading up to this flight. And now Trevor Jacob's up in the air, and his engine just went out. And that's where we're starting Act 2, which is called Engines Out. All right, so... We know that the flight was on November 24th, 2021. And we know that Jacob's engine, uh, his, sorry, his flames went out like Maverick. So that's the reference to, if you remember the first Top Gun, where uh, unfortunately we lost Goose in a jet wash. And uh, too it, it soon, went, man, uh, too soon. Way too soon, Anthony Edwards. So anyway, um, yeah, his engine went out and it begs the question of, well, if you're a pilot and you're allowed to fly a plane, what would you do at this point? There are several things you might do. You might call an emergency on the radio. You would try literally any checklist of what to do when an engine goes out. You might try to land the plane somewhere, anywhere. You might get to a lower altitude so you know your aircraft won't hit somebody before you use that parachute you randomly put on your body. So let's see what Trevor Jacob does in his instance. Okay, I just got to stop even a couple seconds into this. He has an engine out and immediately he's not looking at restarting his plane. He's already popping his door open and looking outside and talking about the mountains. It's unbelievable. This is not what you do when your engine goes out, by the way. Got an engine out. Okay, so he's just yelling, oh fuck, oh fuck, over and over. And if you can't see the video, all he's doing is kind of holding his camera and you can see him opening his door many times and looking out of it like, I'm gonna jump out of this motherfucker. Still, this whole time, not trying to restart the engine or anything. He's just looking out the door. The door that's like open maybe 45 degrees, which is actually pretty hard to do with that much wind. Okay. And this is just the part you have to see because it's like he sticks his head out the door and then just like a dead body just kind of rolls out and then all of a sudden he's parachuting while the cameras are still attached to the plane, the propeller's not turning, he's over the mountains and this thing is obviously now going to crash because there's no pilot behind the controls. So as you see, he jumps and 
you know, his pilot headsets flapping in the wind. And at this point, he has not deployed his parachute. You can see it on him, though, and he's wearing a jacket and stuff. But he's holding on to this camera as he's jumping with some selfie sticks. So first of all, my mind is how the hell is his phone or whatever is recording not flying off the selfie stick? And second, who the hell has a selfie stick when they're worried about their their life ending because this plane purportedly the engine went out over the mountains. Okay, now you see a couple things here. One is the plane is no longer flying straight. It's actually in a spiral. So this is pretty typical because there's no one behind the controls and the spiral is just going to get worse and worse and worse until it eventually just goes into the ground and crashes. But the second thing, if you look, the propeller's turning. So if Jacob wants to argue that a piston blew or something that jammed his engine, you know, there's something actually turning in his engine. he's deployed his parachute he's looking around and he's watching the plane that is still flying with nobody behind the controls and he's just saying holy shit and he's sort of just steering his parachute while holding a selfie stick and a camera So from here to the end, you're going to see the plane spiral and crash. And I'm just going to kind of play that uninterrupted for you. It'll be kind of silent for you audio listeners, but it's kind of him a ways away holding this camera. And you can see the plane sort of just descending and doing a spiral into a mountain. That's it. That's the crash. The rest of this clip that I'm not going to play for you is him parachuting down pretty much uneventfully until he gets to the ground. And it looks like he kind of lands in a tree and he swears a lot at the tree, but that's it. And then he just looks around and kind of says, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then there's a lot of trekking at this point that I'm just going to cut out and not even show you because, you know, he talks about survivalism and that kind of stuff that if you're interested in that, I do put the links to all these full videos in the blog and you can check it out. Oh my God. So isn't that absolutely crazy, Seth? So let me, as a pilot, explain to you how crazy the video it is that you just saw. There's some subtle things going on that I'm going to invite you back up 
watch this very closely because you can miss it. His hands don't really leave the controls all that much. You don't really see him trying to start the airplane. You just see him kind of level out the airplane, which is usually what you do. You get it to a certain velocity so that way you can make sure your plane stays aloft the most amount of time so you can figure out what the problem is. But instead of figuring out the problem, Trevor Jacob doesn't do jack shit other than open the door and basically just roll out like a dead body out of the side of his air airplane because he has a parachute on. <sighs> and so I had a lot of thoughts about this, Seth, a lot of thoughts as a pilot, all technical. First thought, this guy fucking bailed out faster than most major brands did on Kanye West. I mean, it was like first moment there's a problem. He looks around, does jack shit, jumps out of his airplane. No, too soon for a Kanye joke, Seth. All right. This guy dropped out faster than most advertisers on Twitter this year. It was like first moment of trouble out of this airplane. Nope. Nope. Still not good enough joke for you, Seth. <sighs> okay. Okay. This one's going to hurt Seth. This fucking guy bailed out faster than those young kids from Michigan when they were told they had to drink thawed frozen yellow milk. Ah, uh, it's an inside joke. No, I don't want to get that. But I get it. No, I appreciate our it. listeners. Our yeah, listeners who listen to the Kingpin. Yeah. Season I, one, the yeah. season one, the Kingpin episode. If you go back and listen to it, we talk about frozen yellow milk. And stay tuned for a coming attraction of a uh, frozen thawed out yellow milk drink contest that we're going to be having soon. So keep your eye out for that. I sent the clip of one of our last episodes of my brother where we were talking about frozen yellow milk in comparison comparing gross stuff to it. And he said, oh yeah, that's totally correct. Yeah, that's, we do that. <laughs> He's like, we compare stuff to, to yellow milk all the time. So my last joke here is, you know, one last time, this fucking guy fell faster than our listeners expectation after hearing my joke, Seth. Oh, you're too hard on yourself. It was high comedy. So at this point, we are gonna get to our third video clip for you. This one's a minute. I cut out a ton of shit where he's kind of walking and being survival man, talking about how he's going to survive and just stuff that I thought was kind of useless for our episode and just got to the point where he found his plane. So imagine if you're not seeing this, he jumped. Okay. And you actually saw the plane after he jumped, it went, it crashed. We saw the crash. He didn't go for help. He went to the wreckage first. And that's what we're gonna see here. Oh, I spot the plane. I see it down there. Oh my God. Okay, so at this point, you see him walking up to a plane that's crashed on the ground. And as far as airplane crashes go, this isn't too bad. Uh, the freeze frame that I have on the video right now, you can, it's clearly a plane and it looks like the wings are pretty messed up, but you'd expect something as light as a plane hitting that hard. I would expect it to be much more crumpled. So what I thought was weird here is the flight that he said he was taking was 
over 100 nautical miles, let's say somewhere between 100 to 200 nautical miles. So you'd expect this plane to have a decent amount of gas in it if he's going out and back. And I don't see any gas dripping or anything from this, which, you know, if you walked up on this, it almost looks like it's been here for a while. Oh, shit. Oh, there's literally nothing. No, anything. No water. I had a water jug in the back. Oh my. I'll just pause it for the audio listeners. When he says there's nothing, he's just kind of looking around inside and the inside of the cabin is crumpled, but you can tell there's wings and a tail on this plane. And I'm pretty sure some of this stuff in here survived. I don't think it wrecked as hard as he's making it sound. Gosh, dude. I have no idea where I am. Oh, I don't even know, man. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, higher power, for watching over me. I'm gonna start walking out of here. And that was it. So he walked up to the plane, he looked inside it for supplies, and then he left. And I'm assuming at this point is when he grabbed his cameras off the plane as well. All right, so let's go through my thoughts on the wreckage here several why don't we see a bunch of gas coming out of the plane was it empty so knowing that he went right to the crash site he definitely knew where it was and that's going to become important right uh, assuming that he had a phone on him there was probably gps evidence on his phone from the site especially if he took you know pictures and video with a selfie stick and we know from prior episodes that your phone is essentially a walking tracking device and there's definitely many ways law enforcement can back into uh, where you might have been with it. Uh, also, we don't know what is, you know, even though the plane is very old, we're assuming there were some updated avionics, which are the type of electronics on an airplane that help it fly. So there may or likely have been GPS data on that plane itself. Um, now we know ELTs, as, as uh, Jones mentioned earlier, were mandated after 1972. So again, this is 1940 airplane. We don't know what level of avionics he had on the plane, but there could have been one installed. And if it was installed, why didn't it fire up? There was no mention in the public record. And the ELT was something I talked about earlier where it's a, it's a tracker and kind of, all right, from a car sense, right? If you, nowadays, if you get in a wreck in a car, your OnStar will come on and go, hey, Dr. Jones, you okay? And if I'm in a bad wreck, they know you know, I'm not okay. And it's your location send, on your car, for sure. They know to send an ambulance to where my car is gps at. In the plain sense, sort of the same thing with the, the ELT, except you can't really talk to anybody. It's just this beacon. Um, a lot of times I've seen them be in the tails of the airplane. And when it's jarred a certain amount of G-forces, it basically sets it off. And it's a radio beacon that, you know, radios can pick up, but also satellites can pick up. So this whole time I'm thinking as a pilot, well, you're going to see later on, he's going to say he can't find this wreckage. He doesn't know where the wreckage is. And I'm thinking, well, if it just had this beacon on there, they would have known that a plane went down almost immediately. And it just, there was no mention in the record anywhere. So the last thing I'm going to play for you is this video where Trevor Jacob finds help. This is when he runs into some farmers way up there in the dark that same day. 
after his hike of finding the wreckage. And the reason why I'm including it is just because it has his voice explanation of what happened during the day. And I thought you might find that interesting. It's only 48 seconds, so we're gonna include it. Hi, how you doing, how you doing man? So I'm gonna just start this video and tell you that you don't actually see much at all on here. You just see the ground and it looks like he's not pointing his camera at anything. It's definitely dark too. And you just see somebody's shoes. So I'm not gonna explain what it is you're seeing in here because you're actually not seeing anything. Uh, and I'm saying this to the audio listeners. So you video listeners, yeah, you're not gonna see anything, but I'm playing this more for the audio because he explains what he goes through. I had an engine out in the, in the mountains and uh, there was nowhere to land. I always fly with a parachute and I'm like, I can either jump right now or, or take the chance of landing this thing. And I'm out, I'm out. And then as soon as I opened the canopy and the, I'm under parachute, the plane came back around oh, and almost f***ing hit me. You have no uh, idea how far back we are. You uh, have yeah. no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. That was the gnarliest day of my life. Where were you? Holy Where you shit. At? I'm, I, I probably have been walking six, seven, eight miles already. Yeah, just just in the river. I was I was probably five miles up in the hills. I almost fell off a cliff. Yeah. I literally was just like, I, I saw fresh tracks on the car. And I'm like, I'm going to just get to that river. And, and then I saw water. I started crying. And then the video ends. It just says, thank you to the farmers who saved me. And that's it. All right. So you can see in his explanation of things that sounds like he had a hell of a day. It's nighttime now. The farmers... He thanked the farmers for taking him to civilization. And now he's able to get back on the internet and talk to people. And you gotta think, what is the first thing you do? You jump out of a goddamn airplane. You saw your airplane crash. You went and visited it. And then you met a bunch of farmers up on a mountain that took you to civilization. What would you do? I'd probably contact the NTSB or the FAA right away. Well, I'll tell you what, that's not what Trevor Jacob did and stick around for act three, the investigations, because we're going to talk about what Trevor Jacob actually did. And if you liked anything in this act, please, if you're on YouTube, give us a like, uh, give us a subscribe. If you are on audio podcast apps, please subscribe to us. If you're on Apple podcast specifically, leave us a five-star review. Uh, half of our audio listeners are on Apple and it's really important for that statistic of the reviews to be up so that way other people can find our podcast as a new listener and if you're on any of the other social media networks that i try to stream us out to like linkedin or twitter slash x or facebook please like please subscribe and please reshare and just introduce us to new people that you think might like a light-hearted true crime podcast and with that we will see you in act three Thanks. Bye.